The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hi, guys. Welcome to POV, my therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. Um, I'm doing great this week. I hope you guys had a good week. Um, I know there's a lot going on in the world, so this is a nice little distraction from all of that. Um, how has my, my week's been going pretty good, I would say. I had therapy yesterday. We talked about a lot, but I did, um, I did fucking wake up really late this morning and I truly felt like I was going to fucking throw up. Um, cause I woke up at four in the morning for some reason and I could not go back to bed. So when time came for me to get up and work this morning, I literally was just praying to Jesus. Like all I wanted as a tiny sperm was to be a nepotism baby was to come out of like, I, all I wanted when I was a sperm, I know what I wanted when I was a sperm. I just wanted to be born to like, I don't know, like Barbra Streisand or, who was having babies in the 90s will smith or like oprah doesn't have any kids but i could have been the one accident um that's all i really asked for when i was a sperm and that's not really what happened um i just wanted to be a nepotism baby and i wasn't allowed that opportunity and that's really affected me throughout the years and i feel like If I could just ask God for one thing, I would have just asked very kindly and gently to be a Nepo baby because being a hot girl and working a 40 hour week while doing a podcast, um, that's really hard. And also being hot and sexy at the same time and carrying this wagon on me that I have around it's just really a lot of work like carrying this ass around all day I just wouldn't wish this on anybody at all yeah but um that being said and I will say that I actually for once in my life know exactly what we're talking about today and today we're going to be talking about boundaries because a while ago I did a like Q&A on IG on Instagram and I asked you guys what you wanted to hear me talk about and two things that came up were setting boundaries with people you're newly dating with friends that you already have um, with friends that you want to end friendships with with family members and so I think I'm going to try to cover those topics today Um, boundaries is something that I've talked about a lot on this podcast, but I don't think I've actually like gone into depth about it. And, and like, honestly, as much as I know about boundaries and as, and as much as I've been in therapy and as much as we talk about boundaries, um, there was like a point that somebody made the other day that like kind of, I don't know, like a lot clicked in that moment. Like I felt like a lot had clicked before, but this really was a moment where I was like, oh shit, like that makes a lot of sense. Um, So basically, a boundary is obviously a line that you create with somebody and it is either a thin line or a thick line and you can, and those people can either step over it or cross it or, 
you know, just fucking ignore your boundaries. And there's a lot of people who ignore your boundaries. And I definitely have ran into a lot of people who ignore my boundaries because I think the thing that took me a while to realize actually was that my boundaries are my own. And for a while, like I've talked about this in different episodes, but like I talk about specifically how I had a friend who, um, she crossed my boundaries a lot and I always thought like I had really strong boundaries and my therapist really like low-key she had to dumb it down for me and be like babes you don't have strong boundaries you're just saying things like you're not really carrying them out so I would think like I for a while I really thought a boundary was like oh you can't fuck with me like you can't cross me like if you fuck with me, like, I'm going to say something back. Like, I'm going to confront you. I thought having boundaries was being confrontational. Like, for a hot minute, I thought that having boundaries was being confrontational. But I realized that, like, having boundaries is a little bit more nuanced than that. And it really is, it has very little to do about the other person and more to do with yourself, right? So when you think about, like, your friendships and your relationships and, like, everything like any interaction you have with somebody it's a two-way street like you're not in the street by yourself but you can decide to walk out of the street or you can decide to leave the street alone and I think that's really what boundaries are it's like you have a set of standards for yourself that you abide by like if I decide that so like one of my one of my boundaries that I'm I don't intend on crossing is um making out on the first date of me knowing somebody unless like Unless, like, it's just a hookup and then, like, I don't really give a shit because obviously it's just a hookup and I didn't take them seriously anyways. But, like, if it's somebody that, like, I really like and I have potential with, one of my boundaries is, like, I'm just not going to kiss you on the first date. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm probably not going to kiss you for the first month. Like, if I see that there's potential there, I want to know that, like, you're actually in it for me. So that's a boundary that I'm not willing to cross. And, like, the way that that boundary works and sets up for me is it's not I'm saying to the person, oh, you're not allowed to kiss me. You can't kiss me. I'm setting this boundary. You can't kiss me. It has more so to do with me. It's, it's hey, I'm not comfortable kissing you. I don't know you we're hardly friends and I don't want to kiss you at this moment. So I don't want to allow myself to do that. This has nothing to do with you. It more so has to do with me. And that's worked out a lot for me because I think with relationships, the way people react to your boundaries says more about them than it ever does to you. Like seriously, like literally this week. So I obviously I had therapy yesterday and a big chunk of my therapy was talking to my therapist and realizing that somebody that I had on a pedestal for a very fucking long time was just a person, was them just being a person. And, and I had this experience where like, they were acting like very childish towards me and like extremely immature. And I was so caught off guard by it. And at first, like I started, I felt embarrassed and like, I felt confused because I'm like, why are you treating like this? Like, why are you acting this way with me? And the more I thought about it, I was like, damn, like this really has very little to do with them. And I mean, it has very little to do with me and it has more just so to do with them because I didn't realize it. But the boundary that I implemented in that moment was that nobody was going to make me feel uncomfortable. Nobody was going to make me feel like I wasn't supposed to be where I was. I wasn't in my skin. Like nobody was going to belittle me. Like that's a big boundary and it's a vague boundary. But for me, like people, somebody else cannot walk into my life, walk into my space and tell me that and try to belittle me. Like you can't do that. And that has, and I'm not going to walk up to somebody and be like, you're not allowed to belittle me. 
you're not allowed to talk down to me. I'm not going to do that. But I know that when they start doing that, when they try to, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I'm literally going to be like, we're not, we're not talking. Like, we're not friends for you to talk to me like this. Like, I'm not going to listen to this and I'm going to remove myself from the situation. You can continue to feel how you feel. And whatever emotions that comes with that, whatever anger, animosity, anguish, whatever you have towards me, that's literally your problem. It has nothing to do with me at all. And I didn't realize that that was a boundary that I set, but like, I felt embarrassed for like two seconds. And I was like, wait a second, this has so little to do with me and everything to do with them and their insecurities and how they feel about themselves. And I'm not going to allow somebody else to feel that way towards me. So, um, that was like a very strange moment for me and like and I was talking to my therapist about it and she was like she was like I literally just need you to remember that it's not you it's them their reaction is their problem it's their fault and you just have to keep being yourself and just being who you are and being happy and not letting that affect you and I feel like boundaries really is a method of like creating peace and security and safety within yourself like you have a house and you put a fence up around it it's not a wall it's a white picket fence there are gaps in it that sometimes and doors and that sometimes I'm like you know maybe I do want to like change this boundary up a little bit maybe it's not that big of a deal maybe like this is something that I can be flexible on um, if it's not going to affect me mentally or physically or ruin my relationship with this person. Like, for example, like the hooking up thing. Sometimes you just meet somebody and you're like, okay, you're really hot. Um, I don't, I can't take you seriously enough to be in a relationship with you. So I'm going to tell you that. And if you still want to hook up, that's fine. I, I think like, let's be honest. I feel like that's a boundary that a lot of us like are flexy with, flexy rod, let's go, <laughs> you know, um, I tried not to cross that, but like, and I, you know, sometimes I wonder if that's wrong, not to go on a tangent. Sometimes I wonder if that's wrong. If like having the same standards for like men I take seriously versus men I don't take seriously, like if that's like wrong or if that's like manipulative in a way, I don't think it's manipulative because I'm always honest. Um, and I try to be kind when I'm honest. So it's like, if I don't see it going anywhere, I'm just, either you're just never going to hear from me again, or I'm going to be like, yeah, we can, we can do a little thing. But, um, but when, when it's somebody that I actually take seriously and I want to take seriously, I'm definitely not going to bend on those standards and those boundaries because I want to know that you're in it for me, that you're not just trying to get this thing out of me. Um, and if that were to change, like I would be like, I don't think like we're good for each other and whatever, moving on. But as of now, I'm not dating. So that's not a problem to worry about. <laughs> I've, I'm sick of it. Um, but like those were standards that I, and boundaries I had when I was dating. And I, and you know, last night I was talking to my friend and she's had a lot of issues with this, her ex, essentially she's had issues with her ex and this man, this man, like he gets on my fucking nerves. Like, um, I have my own Voldemort. I have my own Voldemort and I have had to call that man Voldemort because every time I say his name, when I tell you my friends are going, like literally this morning, my God, this morning, one of my friends, she left me a voice note and she was like, I feel like you're doing really good when you're dating and any other guy cannot come into your life and fuck you up and act like this because you kicked him right to the curb right away. And she was like, with the exception of this fucking man and I need to stop. I was like, um, yes, queen. 
I'm going to try my best. I'm scared. Like she kind of handed me my ass, but so my friend has her own version of Voldemort that every time I hear his name, I'm like, I'm going to barf. But he, he really doesn't understand boundaries. Like, and I, I think like there's a push and pull to it. Like you set up this boundary and you're like, you vocally said, right? You vocally said, look, we're not good for each other. I don't think we should talk as often as we do. Um, I think we need space from each other. I think we need to move on from each other. I think we need to see other people. And sometimes like people are just not willing to give you that freedom. And I, I don't think they realize how selfish that is. I really don't think they realize how selfish that is. It's like they want to hold on to you, but it's like, it's like you don't really... Like, he doesn't want to hold on to her. He, I think he likes causing chaos for her, essentially. And, and his, his inability to see that and his inability to care, to care enough about her to let her go is an issue in itself, but that's not the issue we're talking about today. But, so he constantly crosses those boundaries and he tries to like tiptoe the line. So he'll call her and be like, oh, I'm having this issue. Can we talk about it? Oh, I'm having this problem. Can you help me? Like, we, I need somebody. You're like my confidant. You're this, you're that, you're whatever. And she's done a really good job at upholding her boundaries because obviously she cannot control how a grown man acts. She cannot control that he is tiptoeing the line, that he's doing all of these things. And I'm going to tell you something, she hello, she much better than me. She better than me. And I tell her that all the time because I'm like, I would never, ever in my life pick up this man's phone call. Ever. Ever. But she's kind and she has a kind heart and a peaceful aura so she you know she cares and but she does a good job at upholding her boundaries a lot of the things that he comes to her with is trying to like rope her into his life again and she's like no I have a fence and the door is locked I can hand you a baked apple pie over the fence but you cannot come into my yard and like she's done that so well that I'm like, damn bitch, like you you're a woman. Love a black woman from infinity to infinity. And like and I, I had my first taste of that recently where I and I didn't even realize it was like that person being really immature with me, being like rude, whatever. And me just being like, That's literally your problem. Like that's actually your issue and I cannot let it affect me because if I do, I'm giving up so much peace and for what? And if I do, I'm giving up my peace. I'm going to come at you. I'm going to be confrontational. I'm going to be angry and then they're going to get exactly what they wanted from me. They're going to get a rise out of me. They're going to get a reaction. They're going to get me going to their level. And I understand like sometimes people are like, well, I think some people need to be put in their place and some people need to be told off, but it's like, I get that, but I think of how much energy that takes from me and how that is an exchange that will tire me and make me think too much about them. And when I give them the opportunity to respond to my rage, if they're fully in control of their thoughts, they can make me look fucking dumb. They can make me look dumb. So that's, it's up to me how I react to how people act with me. Like there, I've had so many moments where like, I, and I've, I've talked about this before, but like friendships where I was growing and they were doing something, I don't, like growing and leaping, I don't know, something. And, and it got to a point where I had to set a new boundary because I realized like, oh, this is affecting our friendship for the worse. So I'm going to set this boundary. 
I'm not going to see you as much. I'm not going to talk to you as much. And they didn't respect that. And in the moment that I started setting up those boundaries, they were so flabbergasted, so confused at the fact that I had autonomy over myself, that it was an issue for them and that they literally just had to leave, that literally just had to cut the conversation short and bounce. And I could be hurt by them bouncing, but it's like if me respecting myself and knowing my knowing myself, if that is a problem for you, then we are not really friends. We are not really friends. Like in the friendships that I have now, and I think it's because we've like, oh my God, like it's been hard work. Like a lot of friendships that you have, like you put in a lot of time and effort and it's work and you make a lot of work to sustain them. And a lot of the friendships that I have now, I find that when we talk about our boundaries, like, very clearly, like, I have one friend who, like, he has a lot that he deals with, like, on a daily basis, and there are times when he's like, hey, I'm turning my phone off, I'm blocking out the world for a little bit, uh, I'd appreciate it if you don't reach out, um, and I will talk to you when I get my thoughts in order. And like that is something that he has to do regularly to keep himself from being overstimulated. And he's done a great job at communicating that with everyone in our friend group. And that like you see people do that and like you really have a level of respect for them. Um, And so that's been like with me and like my friendships and relationships. But I do understand that when it comes to like family, it can be a little more tricky because so... Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about my family for a little bit. So I, my mom, my sister, we like very tight knit and close, and well, not close. Like I don't know. Like we're we're small family, so you like kind of have to be tight knit and close. Um, my, I think for a while, like growing up in a Haitian Catholic household, per you, I constantly felt like God was watching me. Mm-hmm. that God was watching me and reporting every bad thing I did to my mom. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Um, so I constantly felt like, like I, I was being watched. And, and so when I was younger, cause this is the thing, when I was younger, I was a liar. I was a liar. I used to lie like left, right, upside down, left, right. Like I was a liar. Like <laughs> from like ages, like zero to eight, I was lying out of my ass, bro. And, but the thing was, my mom would always catch me in lies. And then when I'd be like, how did you know I was lying? She'd be like, God told me. Isn't that man supposed to be doing something in the sky? Why is he telling you every little freaking lie that I lie? And when I tell you growing up, like you, a lot of, oh my God, a lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, this was child abuse. But listen, let me tell you the story. And it probably was, but, uh, growing up from the islands, baby, this is just corporal punishment. Okay. So I remember when I was in middle school, we, we lived in a very affluent town and there was, we lived like in a road it wasn't a back road cause it wasn't a dirt road. So it's not a dirt road, but it was a back road and like there were nice houses back there. And, but there was a winding road and police would hide in our, there was like, it was weird. Okay. So like you would, it was like kind of like a weird cul-de-sac, but it wasn't at the end of the neighborhood. So Oh, actually, no, that's the wrong way to say it. It was a round driveway. It was a horseshoe driveway. There we go. It was a horseshoe driveway. So there was a mound in the middle of the horseshoe driveway. And police officers in the middle of the day, like around like 3 p.m., they would hide behind the mound and 
um, ticket the people who were driving way too fast in this road that was a residential road that had kids playing on it. So, and you really shouldn't be speeding there because like it was super duper dangerous. So they would hide there and, um, and ticket people. So my cousin lived with me at the time and my cousin and I were about the same age. I think he's like maybe a year older than me and him and his brother lived with me at the time or lived with me and my mom and my sister at the time. And, so we all went to school together. We were like besties and like just having a lot of fun. Um, but my cousin had behavioral issues. So, and like he had a lot of stuff going on for a wee little kid. And one time, um, these apples that my mom bought, she bought a fresh bag of apples and somebody stabbed the fuck out of these apples. These apples were like torn to smithereens. And she was like, who the fuck stabbed my apples? And I was like, I didn't do it. And at the time where the phone was, the phone was on the wall and the apples were right under the phone. So I used to be on the phone calling Radio Disney all the time trying to get Jonas Brothers tickets. So I spent the most time next to these freaking apples calling Radio Disney trying to get Jonas Brothers tickets. Okay, so. Um, everybody was like, oh, obviously it's divine. She's the one who's always standing under the phone calling Radio Disney and right next to the apples. So duh, it's you. So my mom was like, she was like, okay, I don't know who it, and I was like, I didn't do this. I didn't kill these apples. Like I didn't touch these apples. Why would I stab apples? Like that's so dumb to me. And it got so much to the point that everybody was blaming me that I started like, <laughs> as like a little 11 year old, I'm like, am I Am I having psychosis? Like, did I stab these apples and I don't remember? Like, and I remember feeling that fear. Like, what if I did it and I just don't remember? And, um, and my mom knew that my cousin had been the one to stab the apples, but she wanted to see if he would let it go so far as to letting me take a beating for it, which I did. Did he ever say that he stabbed the apples? No. I got spanked for these fucking apples and then it happened again and then the apples got stabbed again and my mom was like really and I was like I stopped calling Radio Disney so it wasn't me so whoever stabbed the apples y'all need to fess up you know my mother she we came home from school one day and she was like the police officer at the roundabout at the horseshoe hiding there was there and we came home and we'd never seen this police officer there before because he always left before he got home we came home and my mother was like listen somebody is stabbing the apples that police officer out there knows who did it and if you don't come clean right now he's going to take you to jail we was 11 y'all trauma we're fucking 11 and you know you know um my cousin finally like was like I did it I killed the apples I did it I killed the apples my mom started taking him outside and the police officer drove off so that's a piece of my childhood for you so mind you for a lot of my life I felt like God was watching me my mom had like means of seeing everything that I was doing. So after that incident, I think that's literally when I stopped lying because I was just like, I couldn't take it anymore. Like I was like, you're going to find out anyways. I'm just going to tell the truth. And if it pisses you off, it pisses you off. But along with being truthful, there was a lot of times where my truthfulness pissed her off. And like, it kind of emboldened me a little bit because I was like, if I'm being truthful, like, what are you going to do? Like, I have nothing to get in trouble for. I'll just be truthful about all the horrible shit I do. 
Also, I was extremely headstrong and combative as a child, and you simply just could not tell me what to do. Like, I couldn't really be bullied by, like, especially people in my family. Like, you couldn't do it. So, and my mom is hard-headed. She's an Aquarius. I'm a fucking Scorpio. Can you just imagine what that household was looking like? It was a lot of fighting, okay? So, as I grew older, um, my mom still kind of being nosy and still knowing every inch of or wanting to and kind of, like, very well-meaningly wanting to have a semblance of control in our decisions and lives she like I would try to talk to her about things and be open and and she already made the decision for me in her head and then when I told her my decision was the wrong decision so it kind of my sister took a very different approach with my mom where she was just I ain't telling you shit <laughs> she was just like, I ain't telling you shit she's like I'm moving out you finna find out after She's like, I'm doing this. You're going to find out after. So my sister took a very different approach. She took an approach that she was like, there's no opinion to have if you don't hear of a problem to have an opinion of. You do not have an opinion if I don't allow you to have one. So that was her route. But that also causes like a little bit of strife because like it's, it's, there's a lot of tension sometimes because it's like, she's also like not a great liar. So like I can tell when she's hiding something and I'm like, just tell me what the fuck is going on. Um, me on the other hand, I simply do not give a shit. If you want to fight about my decision, we can fight about it. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to make the same decision. And there are, there are times when like I go to my mom and I'm telling her something and like she may assume that I've come to her to ask for advice. And as rude as it is, and as rude as it may seem, I simply tell her, I didn't come for advice. I just came to vent. And I appreciate you telling me what you want me to do, but that's not what I'm going to do. So that's like a boundary. And like, and I understand not everybody could do that because let me say something years ago, backhand to the face, that would have happened to me. But I think like within my own family, like I've kind of developed myself as like, you're just not going to mess with me. Like you can try to yell at me, but I am going to communicate how I feel and you're going to understand how I feel. Um, whether you want to or not. So, you know, setting boundaries with family can be very hard. But I think the thing that's really important is like, you have to kind of realize that their reaction is always going to be their reaction. You simply cannot have, you simply cannot expect somebody to react the way you want them to react to what you are telling them. Setting a boundary doesn't look like hey, I made this decision and you're, I'm going to tell you that you cannot act this way with me. That's not what it is. If somebody wants to toe the line, they're going to toe the line. What are you going to do? Yell at them, have a fit about it and be like, oh my God, you're crossing my boundaries. You're fucking with my boundaries. If somebody is tiptoeing your line, snap up the line. There's no line to tiptoe. You want to tap dance on my fucking marble floor? There's no fucking marble floor to tap dance on. Get out of my house. Or better yet, I will leave the house and lock you inside and maybe burn it down. Don't do that. But like your boundaries are really your own. They're your business. They're your things to uphold and upkeep. They make your life easier. But like boundaries is literally internal work. Boundaries is like internal work that you do for your peace of mind and your safety and your mental well-being. Like that's, it's things that you are protecting yourself from. You put up a gate because you don't want, I don't know, deer to come in and eat your peaches. So 
you know, you do that to protect something, to protect yourself. And I think the thing is like with family sometimes is you, you make these boundaries and you really, really, really have to pick your fights wisely because there are some things that like, honestly, every time that I've tried, like every time I tell my mom, like, so like I, like obviously I'm fat and a lot of my insecurities come from things that my mom has told me about my body throughout the years and I know she didn't mean to but like my mom was raised in the fashion industry or like not raised but she spent a good amount of time in the fashion industry a lot of these like fat phobias a lot of these eating disorders a lot of these things are like ingrained in her and mind you like my mommy is not a skinny lady so you know it affects her too but like sometimes like you know, older folks, like they're, they're used to it. Like they're fine. Like it's just part of their mental. But for me as like a younger person who wants to do what I want to do, who wants to dress how I want to dress, but I'm also aware that I'm fat. It fucks with my head. It fucks with my head. So one of the things that I don't like to do is like, even if she buys me clothes or like if I have new clothes I'm trying on, I don't like to try on clothes with somebody else in the room. Or like, I don't like to pick out outfits when there's somebody else in the room. Because like, I will just show you the outfit when it's done. Like, why the fuck do you have to be in the room when I'm dealing with it? Because you're gonna say something about my body or the clothes that I'm wearing. That's a boundary that I have. But that is a physical boundary and you need to leave my room or I need to go elsewhere. And that is like a fight that comes up all the fucking time. And I tell her all the time that I'm like, it's not really about you. It's just, I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, I don't want to experience that or like even have to think about, are you going to say something? That conversation never ever goes over well because I'm asking her to do something that one she doesn't see a reason for that two she just simply doesn't she's not gonna relate to it she takes it very personally like I don't get it like I literally cannot understand it but she takes it very personally so every time I've tried to have that conversation with her it doesn't go over well and that's a fight that I've realized I can't pick with her like I can't pick with her because it doesn't end well for anybody because it ends up in a grudge and then me getting like passive aggressive ass text messages where I'm just like okay I'm gonna ignore this Mm. so I that's something that I just I just can't entertain so when I have clothes I need to try on and I know she wants to see what it looks like you know what I do I'm like oh I'll try it on tomorrow I try it all on whatever I don't want I return it I just make the time to do it on my own while she is doing something else or like when I'm alone and I don't have to worry about it because like I understand why like she wants to be there because like it's like when you're trying like on a wedding dress and like they're excited do you like what I got you are you excited do you love it and like and like they want that excitement but it's just like you don't understand that like I have trauma and I don't want you here while I do this thing so like those are I feel like with family like you really have to pick and choose which boundaries that you're gonna fight over and if it's even worth fighting because sometimes some of these fights like sometimes the boundary is picking not to fucking fight over it that's the peace of mind that you're choosing over the argument that you may or may not win Like, that is, like, I think about that all the fucking time. But when it comes to friends and when it comes to men especially, you're not finna cross no boundary. You're not finna sidestep, tiptoe, drop it low, dance on my boundaries. You're not finna do that. Absolutely the fuck not. And if you think you're gonna do that, I'm gonna trip you and you're gonna have a bad time with the rest of us. Like, no. 
Like men do not get that chance because I do believe that when you are in the courting stage, little mistakes are okay. Misunderstandings are okay. But you as a human in the year 2022 that has seen movies, that has been around parents, that has been in school, that has been in situations with other people, you know how to behave correctly. You know what you're supposed to say. You know what you're not supposed to say. You know what you're supposed to do. You know what you're not supposed to do. I have no reason to teach you that at this age, at this time, in this year, on this planet, in this universe, in this solar system. That's not my job. It's At this point, it is God's responsibility on all on his own. And I hope he takes care of you, my dear child, whatever that may mean. So with men, no space for that at all. With friends, you get about three tries. Do get three chances to fuck my shit up. And I'm going to tell you that it's a problem. And if you choose to ignore it, we're no longer friends. We're no longer friends. And the thing that's so crazy to me is like, so I had a friend who, um, she, I don't know, like when I started doing my podcasting stuff, she just kept giving me these opinions that I was just like, oh my God, you think I'm dumb. You think I'm stupid. And like, this is actually very insulting. Like it was like a lot of sneak dissing. I mean, um, it was a whole lot of sneak dissing and I just didn't appreciate it. So and I told her, like, I've t- I told her more than once what the problem was. And then she did it again. And I told her what the problem was. And I just understood that, like, this is something that's more than me. That this is an insecurity that you have. And it really has nothing to do with me. And so, therefore, I will make sure that it has nothing to do with me. And I'm going to protect my peace and distance myself from this. Now, does that person quite understand that? No. No, they don't get it. And like, and, and I think, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I know I've definitely talked about it on, um, uh, TikTok live. Maybe I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before. Okay. But I, so I don't know, I'm going to repeat it. And if it's, and if it's something that I already said in the podcast, I'll just remove it. But um, the podcaster, TikToker Tinks, she was talking about the bad friend theory and she was saying that basically the bad friend theory is if you have a friend who they have a really bad trait, right? If you have a friend who's like, I think I've actually talked about this. Yeah, maybe it's the one where I was talking about. If you have a friend who's a kleptomaniac, there's a fucking bee in here. If you have a friend who's a kleptomaniac and you just can't stop fucking talking bad about how much of a kleptomaniac they are, you need to remove yourself from the equation. Um, and I think like, even when she was saying that, like that was like blowing my mind cause everything blows my fucking little mind, but that is a boundary. That is a boundary that you're setting up for yourself. I think boundaries really have a lot to do with discipline and disciplining your thoughts and your behaviors and how you process information that other people are throwing at you. It, cause you one again, once again, you cannot control how people feel. And the only thing that you can really do as a person on this planet is control your reaction and control what you say, how you act, how you behave, the information that you give people and the power that you allow people to have over you. Like, I cannot tell you like how, like over the weekend, um, over the weekend, like I just had this experience with somebody And like, I was so disappointed in the way that they behaved because I always thought like they were so sure of themselves and that they walked so tall and like they were so debonair and that they, like, they always made me feel like I was like playing catch up and like running after them and like 
being too big, small for my britches. So I always felt that way about them. And I was always like, damn, like to be that sure of yourself, like it's that thing where I was like, oh, I love people, not people, but like specifically men. Like I love a good ignorant man, not ignorant, but arrogant. And I had an experience with them where I saw them like up close and personal. And I realized that like a lot of it was a front, a lot of it was a front. And when faced with this obstacle in their path, they had no idea how to navigate. And they just seem so fucking small and so lost and confused. And it made me sad because I was like, wow, I've allowed you to have so much power over me for so much time and so much emphasis. And like your word was bond to me for a while. And now I'm like looking at them and I'm like, damn, that's fucking sad. Like, this is sad. Um, And I... And I, I somehow, like, I think all of these things have to do with boundaries. And and honestly, at the end of the day, when you set boundaries for yourself, you will lose a lot of friends. A lot of relationships that you wish had potential would will lose. You will lose that. Um, it's You're sacrificing a lot to keep peace and joy and protect yourself from chaos and people with bad intentions and people with loose morals and people with loose boundaries themselves. Like I look at some of the friends that I lost over boundaries and the shit that they're fucking doing now. And I'm like, damn, you lack character. You lack character. You lack morals. You lack self-awareness. You lack a lot of stuff. And, and other people will try to tell them the same thing. And they just take it in a completely different way that is not the criticism that it needs to be. And, you know, those people become haters. Those people become their ops. And I'm like, all right, if everybody who tells you the same thing is an op, the whole world is going to be an op at a point because, bitch, this is just how you act. And people are trying to help you and show you how you act, but you're not willing to accept that. And you're not fucking perfect, apparently. Um, But, yeah, you'll lose a lot of relationships and a lot of... um, and a lot of potential things like that. But um, along with like the line and vein of potential, this is like a point that I've been meaning to get across for a while. I just haven't had the right moment to say it. But I realized something really big the other day, which is like um, there's a difference between potential and trajectory. Like when you're dating a man and, you know, you set boundaries, you you do all the things you're supposed to. And maybe like they're not you know, maybe like they don't meet all of your standards, qualifications, you know, all of those things. Um, maybe they don't meet all of those things, but I think there's a difference between a guy who has a trajectory, which means like they're, you know, they're on the up and up They're They're headed somewhere. They have a plan. They have, they have, they're trying, they have well, good intentions. There's a difference between a guy with trajectory and a guy that you think has potential. When you see a guy with potential, I feel like a lot of the times, like you go out of your way to see, show them who they can be. They don't already see it. They don't really already see it. They don't really already get it. You want to show them how they can love you, how they can provide for you, how all of these things. And at the end of the day, he should already see that in himself. He just needs to be on the path to get there. And that's a point that I've really wanted to make for a while. Cause I, I've thought about that a lot. And I, cause I, you know, I, she wants to be with a rich man. She wants to be all of these things, but 
and she wants to be like with a caretaker and like not a caretaker lol but like somebody who gives care very well and and even that like I was actually thinking about that was um a lot of men like they hear women talk about things that we are talking about and they just decide that they just decide that we don't really know what we're talking about, that they need to be the leaders, they need to be the big man, they need to be the one who's making all the decision. And it's like, yeah, you know, yes, you do, because a lot of women actually want that. But women are not going to submit to you and give you full control like that if you don't make them feel safe, if they don't believe in your authority or your power. And like high key, like that's kind of what like I was like ranting about with to my therapist because this person I always felt like they had I always felt so safe around them and then to be in a situation where like I just didn't I I felt like they were very weak in that moment I was really shocked I was really shocked but also like I was like damn thank you god for releasing me from the shackles of this fucking person but um but yeah, like it was, you know, I was talking to my, my friend this morning and he said to me, he was like, sometimes like the ones that you think are weak because they're quiet, cause they're not assholes. They have a very strong head on their shoulders and they can be very good protectors. And the ones that flash a big show when you're together and then they face something in public and they get scared and they run and hide and they're really just all talk. And I was just like, yeah, that's a, that's a weird, hard bop to the head, but that's a lesson that you learn, I guess. Um, but yeah, so, so that, I feel like that covers a lot about boundaries <laughs> because I feel like it's weird because like on one hand, I feel like boundaries is an incredibly simple concept to understand, but it's just a hard concept to apply to life. And especially since people are always going to be like, why are you acting this way towards me now? Like you weren't acting like that before you weren't, you, you act, you switched up, you did that, you did this. And it's like, I'm trying to protect myself. And then somebody can be like, you're trying to protect yourself from me. Like, am I dangerous? And it's like, you're not dangerous. It's just, you're not good for me. Like, you're not good for my head, you're not good for my health, and, like, and I think, like, it's so easy to implement these things, like, in relationships, like, with somebody you're dating, because you have standards, like, it's, it's well understood, but, like, it's harder with friends, it's harder with family, because friends, like, a lot of friends will be like, you gave that man nine chances, and I get zero, and it's like, actually, no, I gave that man zero chances, and you also get zero, like, I've said that before, but I feel like there's this connotation that, like, I don't know. I've never met a girl who gives men more chances than they give their friends. I feel like I know more girls who give their friends way more chances than they give men. Because, like, I'm not around a lot of women who take up a lot of shit from men. Even though I am a dumb bitch who takes a lot of shit from men. But not men. Not It's not plural. It's, like, one man. Um, or, like, two. One or two. It's one. It's just one of them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's over. That's ended. That's ended. So, um, I'm trying to decide if I want to like go into a different topic cause I don't want to go over time cause I'm at like 40 something minutes right now. And I feel like this is like a safe space. So actually my friend Kenya gave me this idea, which I think should be included. She was telling me that if I am ever feeling 
Um, my friend Kenya told me that if I am ever feeling overwhelmed, um, to make a list about the pros and cons in my life. And she was like, nine times out of 10, you're going to see that the cons list has very little to do with you. And you're literally allowing other people's issues to intrude your life. And you're allow- you're not allowing yourself peace by by literally taking other people's problems under your arms that one, they didn't ask you to take those problems under your arms. And two, if you detached yourself from those issues and those thoughts, it wouldn't take up as much real estate in your mind and you wouldn't feel so like conflicted and angry and everything. Um, and once again, that's a boundary to keep peace. There's, I think like boundaries is just literally maintaining the peace that you have in your heart, in your mind trying to create a well-rounded life routine for yourself and if somebody doesn't like you it can stay outside of the fence your boundaries are a force field for your mental state and some people will come in and test those boundaries and push those boundaries and I personally feel that after realizing, like, it, it can be an accident for somebody to, like, cross your boundaries. But, like, there's some people, they just want to come in and test it and see if you really mean what you say. And if you recognize somebody is doing that, cut it off. Cut it off. Because it's just never, they're never worth the time. They're never worth the effort. They're not adding anything into your life. Like, if there's somebody that you feel like you may lose them because you set up a boundary, lose them. They were never worth it in the fucking first place. For somebody to not care about your the things you need to feel safe, for somebody not to care that you feel mentally safe in their space and, and all they have to sacrifice is a tiny behavior that makes you uncomfortable, they, they're not meant to be in your life. This is not a person that you need around you. This is not somebody that you need love from because they're not really giving you love. They're taking something from you. They're taking your energy. They're taking your time. They're taking your ability to feel safe. And you just don't need that. And like, even like some of my friends, like they talk to me about their fathers and I constantly have to remind them like, girl, your daddy is just a nigga. He's just a nigga. He's just a nigga who donated sperm to you. He's nothing more than that. Because if all a person is doing is taking and taking and taking and taking, who cares if they're your family? Like, that's not what a family member does. Like, they can still be related to you by blood. And yes, you still have a maybe a moral obligation to them in some capacity. But like, you have to set up restrictions to protect yourself because especially like men, especially like fathers, like I, all the time, like I'm like, I'm, oh my God, all the time. I'm glad I don't know my daddy. I'm glad I don't know that man because I'm a hundred percent sure that if I knew him, all he would do is take and take and take and take and take from me. And at some point you just want to stop being taken advantage of no matter what their intentions are. And I feel like for a lot of like, a lot of my friends like who have daddy issues, like that's one thing that they're always like telling me about is like, if they set up boundaries with their parent, they'll just simply never see that parent again. And it's a really sad thing to think about. So like they have to constantly weigh the pros and cons of doing this thing of, you know, maybe I'll give a little bit of myself right now just so I can keep this relationship for a little while longer. And I know for a while, like, somebody close to me, they just stopped talking to their dad. 
they just didn't talk to them anymore because they realized that when their father wasn't asking them for anything, they had nothing to say to them. So they just stopped talking to their dad and they never talked to them up until he died. And on his deathbed, he was more concerned about making his ex-wives feel like shit than reaching out to any of his children to say anything. So she really kind of like felt at peace when he passed because up until his deathbed, he had no fucking, he had no remorse or, you know, no feeling of making amends or anything like that at all to do, which you know, that tells you a lot. And that that's fucking sad. That's really fucking sad. You're dying and your last wish is to pass on bitterness and try to make people feel bad about things that they warned you that would happen to your life. Okay, per do that um, to be a man. But anyways, so that is everything I have to say about boundaries. Dear Lord, that was a lot actually. Um, it was a lot, but it wasn't, but now I'm at the 50 minute mark and I feel more comfortable ending this podcast here. But if you're listening on Apple podcasts, please take a moment to write a review. You can leave another review, even if you've already left one. And I think you should, um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends, share it with your besties, share it with your boyfriend, share it with your girlfriend, share it with your them friend, uh, share it with your family member who might relate or like this and understand everything I'm saying. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and hit that bell for notifications for when I post boo boo. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, leave a rating, share it with your friend, whatever you gotta do. Um, and if you want to take the time to follow me on Instagram, my name is Vine Philo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O on Instagram. My TikTok is dphile, D-P-H-I-L-E, and my Twitter is at wordes, W-O-R-D-E-S, okay? Um, and this has been a very calm low-key episode my energy is very calm today. I don't know why, maybe because it's a little bit cloudy, but... I've really enjoyed talking to you guys today. Um, if you ever have anything to say, leave it in the comments. DM me on Instagram. I try to answer all of my DMs. Um, I hope your week is good. I hope you are blessed. I hope you feel loved. I hope you feel protected. I hope you feel taken care of. I hope you feel that you are more secure in your boundaries and your ability to protect yourself and to surround yourself with love, care, grace, and healing. And I'm happy to be with you on this journey because this fucking journey never fucking ends, okay? Apparently. Apparently. That's what I'm learning. Um, but yeah, this has been a good episode and I'm so happy to see you again. I will see you next week. Goodbye, my love. Mwah! Mwah! Mwah!